What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 229 for the week of April 3rd, 2022. The, the, uh, the title of this episode is Nerfing the Mangly Dangly. I'm going to put like a trademark next to that. Mangly Dangly? Yeah, because I'm trademarking that. I I invented that. It is now a thing. It is official. Anybody who says otherwise can go fuck themselves. My name is Josh AK JK Fire. This week I'm joined by God damn it. <laughs> what? The man in the color coordinated gear. Cause you got the black hat, you got well, the it, smoky hoodie, uh, you got the black and uh, gray headphones. You I feel mean, me? Sure. I, it wasn't on purpose, but I guess. It doesn't matter if it was on purpose. The fact of the matter is you made it work. Working it. Working Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm doing fine, man. How are you? My eyes twitching because I'm tired, but other than that, I'm doing all right. Sounds wonderful. Woo! It sucks. <laughs> you know what else sucks? What? Fun fact. Uh, so, um, Linnea has really bad allergies right now. Uh, Linnea being my daughter, for those who may not know at this point in time, uh, I also have really bad allergies right now, and mm. I've never had this before. So I talked to Natana about it, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? She's like, you know, the older you get, they might become more like, they, mo- they might show themselves more. And I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch, 30 sucks. <laughs> what is this? No one prepped me for this at all. Yeah, uh, I apologize to those who listened to last week's episode, but I was sniffling a lot. I See, don't know if you noticed, but uh, no. it was, yeah, it was just that. Allergies, the spring air is coming around. I was. Sure as f- fuck doesn't feel like it out it there. It snowed overnight. It did. God damn. We're literally in April and Minnesota's like, <laughs> April Fool's to you, bitch. It ain't spring yet. So yeah, allergies, they're fun. Dude, I swear, I've I've never had it like this before. Never. And like. When when Natana told me that, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. For the first time in my life, ever. Uh, as of yesterday, I've started taking allergy medication. The first time ever. Man, I, I am so sorry to everybody that has bad allergies out there. I just didn't understand. You know? I've just been a naive asshole is basically what it is. Now I'm just an asshole. So, Justin, everybody else tuning into the live show, Welcome. Hope you're all having a great night. Uh, and yeah, Will, do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? As always. You always do? That's so nice. Oh, man. Well, on this week's episode of the show, Mick Wynn gets signed. See, it's funny I say that because I should have put an asterisk next there. Um, because not as like a professional player for an organization because he still can't play like in the HCS you know, but he did get signed. So we'll talk about that. You feel that you, you feel that? Is that a, is that a vehicle passing? I, I think so. Yeah. Some, some heavy bass. Yeah. The bass. Bass. It's deep. It's deep. So we have tournament announcements and recaps, including the results of the HCS open championships to see who got travel accommodations for the HCS Kansas city major. <gasps> we have our topic. Of Halo Infinite Season 1 outcomes from a competitive perspective. That's going to be the main topic of the show because we are a competitive-focused show. 
Um, we have Map Legends Live Fire presented by Podcasts Evolved. We have that queued up and ready to rock and roll. We have uh, traditional Halo news with more Halo Infinite Season 1 outcomes, but this time from an overall standpoint, like from overarching from the entire game. Um, history is made at the second CDL Major. We'll talk about the results there. And, of course, we always round every show off with some video game talk. So without further ado, Will, let's get into the competitive news. Ladies, Halo Infinite uh, Draft 4v4 has been postponed. This is by Veronica. And she states, going to postpone this to a later date that is TBD and probably won't be for a while. We had a lot of players drop out last minute, including captains. I apologize to anyone who is waiting for this or requested off. Um, but hey, Veronica, thank you for giving the heads up to everybody out there who did sign up and uh, looking forward to when the tournament actually takes place. But speaking of women's tournaments. The Padia circuit has been announced. And if I mispronounce this, I really apologize. This is by Padia Gaming. Uh, welcome to the Padia circuit, women's 2v2 league. An all new league for women Halo Infinite players to move up in the ranks and compete for over $10,000 in prize money. Here is the circuit format. Three splits leading into the championship. Each split will start with 2v2 best of three pool play taking place two nights per week and lead into a double elimination finals. Official pool play nights will be announced mid-April and will be based on community availability. You can join their Discord to provide your preferred nights. Again, this is women only. Um, teams will accumulate points throughout each split. Seeding and pool play for subsequent splits, splits two and three, and the championship bracket. The schedule... Split number one will take place from April 25th to May 14th with a $2,000 prize pool. Split number two, June 6th to June 25th with a $2,000 prize pool. Split three, July 18th through August 8th with a $2,000 prize pool. And the championship on September 10th for 5,000 smackaroos. All split finals will be live streamed at twitch.tv forward slash Gaming. That is P-A-I-D-I-A gaming. No space, obviously. Next news story. An HCS Kansas City boot camp has been announced. This is by LJ Brown. He states, we're hosting a boot camp here in KC leading up to HCS for our team and some of the teams participating. We have one more spot available for a top team participating in the HCS. Hit his DMs up if you're interested. Um, I checked when I was making the show notes this morning. It's time, uh, time of recording, I guess you could say. And I believe that spot is still open. Okay. But the teams that are confirmed as of right now include G2, Sentinels, E-United, Pioneers, G1, FaZe Clan, FaZe, and Quadrant, as a matter of fact. And the dates will be April 26th through the 28th. So again, leading right into the Kansas City Major. So if you are a team who is looking to join up and is going to be at KC, I think they may still have one spot available. And you can hit LJ Brown up in the DMs. The final news story we have isn't really a news story per se, Will, um, but I wanted to include this because I thought it was nice to have a little bit of insight, okay? Um, before I talk about anything right now, I just want to state up front that this isn't meant to shit on anybody. This isn't meant to like downplay anything or anything like that. This is literally just, I saw this online. Um, I'm like, this is this could be a really good point just to bring up in the grand scheme of things. We are a competitive focus show. This uh, mainly has to do with esports events that take place uh, uh, with photographers and videographers. And again, just thought it'd be nice to bring it up on the show. Uh, and what is up, Shio? Good to see you as well. So I titled this Hiring Photographers and Videographers. This is by many. 
Um, so Eric Olson asks, are we still not past orgs asking for people to pay their own travel expenses to work for them? Uh, Robert Paul said, who? Eric Olson provided two examples, the first of which being Toronto Ultra, who tweeted out, yo, yo, all freelance videographers who are attending the Rocker Major 2 this weekend, comment below, let's get to work. And the second one was from G2. Uh, it says, crew call, we're looking for videographers and photographers already planning on attending the HCS Kansas City Major at the end of April. If you're going to the event here and are looking for work, hit me up in the DMs. So from G2 Charlie, the individual who tweeted out the G2 stuff, um, he actually provided context to this. And this is what I wanted to include. He stated, I mean, in this case, the alternative is not hiring anyone. Unfortunately, with the current state of the game, being Halo Infinite, it doesn't bring enough value to fly and pay hotel expenses for an S-tier photographer. This is simply just a case of if anyone is already there and wants to make a bit of money in exchange for some small photo and video work, there it is. We pay really good rates and full expenses for some of the best photographers in the game to cover our biggest teams at the biggest events. The value of Halo right now doesn't justify that budget allocation. So again, not meant to shit on anything, just wanted to pr provide that because I thought that'd be good insight because Kansas City is right around the corner, yeah. you know? And we want to make sure that nobody's getting dicked around with pricing. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I don't think, it, like you said, it's it's meant as a, hey, if, if, if you're going to be there anyway, why not make some money? Right. It's not a, hey, just come fly out to this event for us and we're not going to pay travel. It's, no. it's a, no, if you're already there, let's, let's link up. Yep. And here's hoping that Halo gets to a point where it is a big enough eSport to be like, no, we can set aside this amount of funds to allocate to these specific things. Because he even says that for, for our teams in the biggest games at the biggest events, absolutely we will, right? But Halo is just not in a state right now where it justifies that in a business sense. I mean, the CDL one then becomes questionable because there's tons of money and that in was CDL. Toronto, that was Toronto Ultra. I'm right, just, right. I'm just, they did not reply. I know. I agree with you though. I agree with you completely. I just want, I just want people, I just want the folks to know that the, the example that we provided was from G2's point of view. Right, right, right. So, but yes, from Toronto's point of view and the amount of money that the CDL supposedly makes, you would assume, right? Um, but Will, that's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobComedy.com. Check out NoobComedy.com for all your Halo eSports needs. You can Bruce Banner that a little bit. Is it bad that I didn't get the reference right away? He's the let's get ready to rumble guy. Oh, I did not, not know that it was his yeah. name. Yeah. Anyway. I understand. Like, I know the, the context. I just didn't know that was the man behind the voice. Yeah. Bruce Banner. Good to know. Now I feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Um, daily tournaments, UMG daily tournaments and First Blood daily tournaments are taking place. Go check those out if you're interested. On Monday, April 4th, that's today, we have the Esports Arena Series E and the last HCS Kansas City Major FFA qualifiers for Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, EU, and NA. Those are taking place right now. And the winner of each of those will secure travel accommodations to... Um, the HCS Kansas City Major, along with, I believe, the ability to play in said FFA at the event. I think they automatically get entry into that. So, there you go. I mean, it would make sense because if you're already going 
any spectator can sign up. So I, I just think they get guaranteed access, if I'm not mistaken. On Tuesday, April 5th, we have the Louis V. Titans Money Tuesday open. And the Halo Rec League FFA series continues on. Wednesday, April 6th, we have the Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite 4v4. And on Friday, April 8th, um, into Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, we have the Knights Arena Monthly Halo Infinite 4v4. On Saturday, April 9th, we have the Nerd Street Champs Land, Philadelphia, and Fullerton. Um, we have Arash's Spartan Throwback Halo 3 doubles tournament. EGL Halo Banish Cup. Halo lives on Halo CE 4v4. The SWAT Nation Halo 5. 5. 5. Spring Fling Swipers Co-Ed 4v4. And the Xbox Game Pass has PC Games Open Series 4v4. Where the winner of that gets to represent version 1. That is correct. Over at the KC Major. Do you think a name change needs to happen? Like maybe just make it Microsoft Game Pass. So people realize like it's a PC thing too. Well, it's our, it's already called PC game pass. It's funny because like, I don't know why they have that the way it is. Like they literally changed it before. Right. Like it's, it's called, it's either Xbox game pass, PC game pass or Xbox or, or game pass ultimate game pass, which has both. Yeah. Yeah. So like literally if you, if you're just on PC and you go to purchase a subscription, if I'm not mistaken, it's literally called PC game pass. So I don't know why the fuck they did that. But marketing terrible, by the way. Uh, but Hey, not trying to shut anybody's job. Somebody clearly thought like they needed to do that. Well, uh, it's a, it's a quick solution <laughs> to just call Cause Xbox games pass makes you just think console. Yes, absolutely. But it has PC games. Xbox games <laughs> pass has PC games. And then on Sunday, April 10th, we have the Domino's halo infinite FFA tournament to round things out for Wait, the, what? Like, like pizza Domino's. I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't know. I just might be hungry. <laughs> Not sponsored by Domino's no. Pizza. I was, I was curious. You no, it's know. okay. It's okay. Domino's Pizza shit anyway. So <laughs> that's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for your Halo esports needs. You know what I was going to do before we move on to the next segment? You know what I was going to do? So I ordered a game. Off Amazon. Like board game, card game? Yeah, board game. Okay, board game. And it got delivered. Yeah. And I was going to like stupidly put it on the show and be like, this episode is not sponsored to you by, or not sponsored by, and it's uh, the Fast and the Furious Highway Heist board game. Okay. You know how much it was? 20 bucks. $10. Great. It was a limited time deal. And I'm like, you think I can fucking pass that up? Absolutely not. I'm bringing it to work on Wednesday. Let's go. Will, what do we got next? Roster Mania. Couple pieces here on Roster Mania. G1 has uh, signed Swish to the active roster. And as mentioned before by Josh, Native Gaming signs Mickwin as a content creator, not a pro player, but as a content creator. So part of me thinks that the door has just been slightly opened a little bit. So like if he stays with native gaming when season two rolls around, it's like, Oh, I'm right here guys. Hey. Well, he's got to wait longer than season two. No, it's right after worlds. You mean I'm talking about HCS season two, like year two of HCS. Year I'm two. sorry. I'm sorry. There's, I see the confusion. 
Not Halo Infinite Season 2, HCS Year 2. That's what I should say. So, yeah, got it. They build a roster around him. I don't know. We'll see how he is. Yeah. See, see if he's got the skills to pay the bills. I don't All right. know. That's that's it for Rostermania. Then let's get into some scrim recaps before Will gets into the tournament league recaps of the week. So I have a few to point out here. On March 30th, we had Cloud9 going up against E-United. Cloud9, I'm not going to say handily won, but they did win 8-5. to five. So, again, scrims are scrims. You can kind of take these at face value, but... United getting some games off of Cloud9 in a scrim. Take it as he sees it. On March 31st, United went up against G1. And uh, G1 actually took them to task as well, but United came on top 7-6. to six. Pretty close scrim there, Will. A couple more 7-6s for you. On April 1st, FaZe went up against United, only winning 7-6. to six. And then also on April 2nd, FaZe won against Sentinels, 7-6. So, hey, scrim results finally going the way of FaZe. We'll see if shit continues. But scrims are scrims, guys. Just keep that in mind. Shit ain't land. We'll find out soon enough. End of this month, as a matter of fact. That's all I got for the scrims. But if you, the listeners at home, are watching live... If you want more scrim results for your respective region as well, head on over to halodatahive.com where you can get all your Halo statistical needs. Every time I say statistical, it makes me think of testicles. Yeah, uh, I wasn't going to say it, but you did. But you thought the same thing. Yes, I did. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the scrim results. Will, what do we got for the Tournament League recaps for the last week? Starting off with Halo <laughs> Rec League FFA series, we have placings, but, like, it's not a single placing. It's like a continuous thing. So we're in week three. Week three. And here's your, I guess, it's top five, but some people are tied. So tied for top four is V Finest and Puma 117. Tied for second Puma. is Super Main and uh, E7's Infinite. And then first is Paradise WC. So yeah, Paradise has the point lead right now. Yes, yes, yes. Paradise uh, can continue in the next week. Next up, Louis V. Titans Money Tuesday Invitational. And third, fourth was Hillbilly and uh, Remensi. Again, thinking there's... Sm- well, we know for... I believe we understand that Remensi is a Smurf. We don't know who Hillbilly is. At least I don't think we do. Uh, and then also tied for third, fourth, Boo Boo and Falcated. Second went to Evolving and Pyretic, and first Bound and Renegade. Who would have thought that was going to happen? What do you know? Next up, Knights Arena Weekly, Halo Infinite 4v4 results. In third, fourth, we had Shady Kids Shading Kids. It was Blitzkrieg, The Only Phoenix, O-Bump, and I'm going to go with Squeaks. Uh, Then Casey Pioneers, Druck, Soul Snipe, Tolik, and Manny. Second went to G2 and Phase which included Sab, Falcated, Boo Boo, and Bound. And first went to Pittsburgh Knights, Atto Pool, Tapping Buttons, and Drift. Tapping buttons. Buttons. <laughs> Mistyped that one, sorry. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. Buttons. <laughs> Next up, LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2 results in third, fourth. Fear No Man, Ringo, and Thunder. And last, wait, last men stainers uh, included Realized and Exeode. 
Second went to who? It was too nice in Paradigm and first went to Abigotes, Aperture and Carmea. I wanted to be like, when you said who, I want to be Mike Jones. Oh, no. <laughs> who? Mike Jones. HCS no. Open Championship. Nobody's going to fucking get that reference unless you're old like us. On to the HCS Open Championship for Mexico. Top two teams get travel coverage to the HCS Kansas City Major. And those two top teams are Cruelty and Sintra Negra. Uh, it is on Cruelty is Danny, Danny Knight, I should say, the full gamer tag. Nugget, uh, Dragonac, Dragon, Dragoniac. Dragon, Dragoniac. <laughs> and Rinnegan. And then on Sintra, it is, or Sinta, it is Jerry. I gotta zoom into this damn graphic again. It's okay. These are the last ones, so you're okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Riva Rivas, Gorillo, Gorilloco, and Heavenly. From Australia, New Zealand, the top two teams I got coverage were Divine Mind, Berserk, Beaston, Sways, and Rated, and BBR, Ninjastics, ADZ, Benji, and Dante. From EU, we had Blackhand EU, which was Flux, Snakey, Riots, and Lunny, and then Team Twisted, uh, Disarray, Dettledon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defrag and Zuh. Now all, the, all I can think about is that reference Justin made when I when it was like hip hop, hip hip hop, hip hop anonymous from freaking oh God. Big Daddy. <laughs> anyway, and then the top two teams from North America, gamers first, uh, Predevinator, Swish, Squally, and Tony Sun, and Complexity, which included Triton, Monster, Vetra, and Hysteria. The we're not in our. We're not in our prediction show yet. That's not going to be for a couple weeks. But, and I'm not saying they're going to do, like, remarkably well here. But pay attention to that complexity roster. Think they're on the up and up? I do. I do. Like I said, I'm, I'm not talking, like, I'm not talking top four. Okay? But, may, I mean, hell, maybe not even top eight? I don't know. Maybe. But all I know is that, like, keep an eye on them. They, they've been surprising me. So, yeah, keep an eye on complexity. I like what they're doing. All right. Awesome. Awesome and uh, awesome sauce, Will. Oh, great. Now <laughs> to the bulk of the show. We're done with Tournament League recaps. On to our topic. Oh, great. Uh, so season one outcomes, the competitive perspective. So, uh, sit back, relax, discuss. Let's talk about this shit. So there was a season one outcomes waypoint article that released earlier, uh, just last, well, late last week. Right. Um, and I went through the entire thing, condensed the entire thing down um, we are going to be talking about basically everything within the article, but again, I condensed a lot of stuff down. Um, and this first part for the topic of the show, we're going to talk about the things that would basically impact the, Jesus Christ, well, but it would basically <laughs> impact the ranked and competitive aspects of the game. Right? right, right. Okay. So here we go. Um, audio. 
And again, if you want to read the entire article, links will be included in the Google Doc of the show. So the show, exclamation point, show notes and chat if you're watching live, um, or they'll just be in the description if you're listening to the audio version or checking out the VOD. So for audio, uh, piece of feedback was, shield recharge sound on opponents is loud, providing too much information as to where players are hiding. Uh, there was nothing clearly stated in regards to that. So I don't know what the what their fucking plan is. Uh, feedback, dynamo grenades provide audio hit ticks, allowing them to serve as audio hit markers in ranked settings when grenade hit markers should be disabled. They state, we have turned down the volume of the sound slightly and increased the acoustic filter tuning, which will release as part of season two. The fix for the audio hit markers in ranked likely will not be ready for season two, but we will be addressing it in a future update. Okay. So while you don't have actual grenade hit markers, you do have the audio like, so which I would agree if you heard them in more of a, like, like, because you can hear them if you throw that thing and it's across map. Oh yeah. You can hear it in your spawn. Right. You should only be able to hear it if you're like near them. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like that would, that would be acceptable. But the fact you can hear it from wherever on the map is the problem. Sure. It should be coming from the grenade and the player itself, not from your own information. Yep. Uh, note reports of issues, hearing players and shots behind you on certain headphones. They state, we discovered that this is a specific hardware and platform issue, which also affects other titles and therefore cannot be solved by an update to halo infinite itself. So if you're having that issue, tough luck. New headset time. Yep. Uh, okay, moving on to multiplayer. For matchmaking, uh, feedback included. In ranked, players are reporting teammates that are out. Uh, players are reporting teammates that are out of their depth. So uh, they state there has been a lot of work going on to reduce the difference in the skill between players in the competitive matches. It's our top priority for ranked. In other words, nothing concrete yet. Feedback in ranked. Desire for champion rank for highest ranked Onyx players and in ranked, the amount of CSR goes up and down is confusing. In regards to the champion rank, we'll be adding it in a future season down the road. They've already talked about that. And when season two launches, the CSR progression bar will be updated to show the progress made from the most recent match. This should help communicate better the impact that the most recent match had on a player's rank. It did not do that before. And then feedback, many players would like a reconnect and rejoin or forfeit feature, especially for ranked. And that's going to be coming in a future update. So not, not for season two, at least not initially in season two. Let's talk about PC stability and performance. Feedback was various reports of crashing on different hardware specs. They state that our internal builds have gotten much better in terms of stability as the team set out to fix common TDRs or timeout detection and recovery and other graphics crashes, and more. In total, the team has resolved dozens of crashes, and the impact should be quite noticeable when Season 2 launches. And our work will continue with all future releases. And then the other piece of feedback was, PC players would like better performance across all machines, especially on high-end machines. Now, Will, this next point I'm going to read is very surprising to me. Okay? Because keep in mind... Right? Main stage at Raleigh was supposed to be on PCs. Right. With monitors running at what? 240 hertz? 
Those VenQ monitors or whatever the fuck they're using? They were 1080p. Right. Were they 240 or were they... I think they were 1080p, 240 hertz. Okay. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody. Internally, for beyond season two, we've started a new focused effort around optimizing the game while playing on high refresh rates, 120 plus FPS. This will maintain the same visual quality bar while allowing players to bump their frame rate compared to what they get in season one. So take that as you will. Andy cheat feedback includes desire for red reticle to return on PC. No. Basically it. Yep. Sandbox networking and desync. Feedback includes, I'm going to go through all the feedback here before we get to the response. Reports of players dying behind walls and around corners. Reports of poor melee fight experiences due to warping. Reports of inconsistent bullet and melee registration. Reports of warping when moving normally. Reports of full desync when interacting with vehicles. Now, I just included that. I know this isn't competitive, but like I just included that because it's all in the same thing. We are aware of desync issues related to shot registration and players rubber banding or warping and are working on improvements in all of these areas. Specifically for Melee, in Season 2, we will have improvements on Melee you can look forward to that resolve some of the warping or phasing that happens when players Melee each other. Another Melee fix we have for Season 2 addresses the Melee lunge accuracy. Aim should better snap towards your target on a successful melee lunge, helping keep your target in view for successive melees, reducing the need to spin around, and hopefully reduce instances of whiffing, which typically occurs when the target is toward the edge of your screen. So, go ahead. There's been so many times where, like, yeah, it's just been a weird melee thing where, like, another person, like, melees me and they pop in the air, and, like, you just can't seem to find them on your screen because they're at the edge. And they easily get the second melee. So if I, I, I do agree that the melees need to be more consistent like that. Yep. So hopefully with season two releasing, that should fix some things. Something that was not said at all, though, is players die behind walls and around corners, inconsistent bullet and mail, uh, inconsistent bullet registration, um, and other couple pieces of feedback there. So I imagine those are being looked into for future. But as of season two, as of initial season two, it doesn't look like those are going to be yeah. fixed. I think they, I mean, they did say we are aware of desync issues related to shot registration. And, and then what does it say? Working on improvements in all these areas. So it's vague. It's just vague. Yep. Weapons. Here we go. Feedback. Mangler. The Mangly Dangly is prominent in high level gameplay, especially with its one shot melee combo. For season two, we've reduced global Melee damage by 10% across all weapons, which will lower the Mangly Dangly's melee uh, proportionally to now be a two-shot beatdown. The BR in ranked will maintain its melee damage to ensure it stays a two-shot beatdown as well. Now, I looked into this a little further, and from what people are saying... From what I've read online, you can take online for what you will, but from what I've read, in order for the two-shot beatdown with the BR to actually work as intended within ranked, all six bullets need to land Mm -hmm. in order for it to happen. So if you feel there's inconsistency, again, I don't know how true this is. It's just what I read. But if you feel there's inconsistency, maybe it's because you're not hitting all six bullets in an enemy before meleeing. 
Justin I, said this is absolutely not a two-shot pizza. It doesn't feel like it most of the time. I, I have do. had a couple instances of it where it did work that way, but I think that is back to more the desync, rubber banding, right? Um, shot registration issue versus... I mean, if they're having shot registration issues and you need to hit all six bullets out of two bursts, that could be the problem right there. Absolutely. No, bro, I hit my shot, says Justin. The game might not think so. Agreed. The yeah. game just might not think so. So, uh, grabbed a few of the community's thoughts on this as well. Wanted to include them in here. Yes, they're mainly negative, but I couldn't see a lot of positive in this. So, uh, from Bobetta Feta, um, what's up to you? Good, uh, good to hear from you. He states, not a fan of the melee damage change. Why are you going to make a change to all the weapons when it's literally just one gun people are complaining about? So many better ways to handle the issue. From a rash, he states, there was one thing in the blog that confused me a lot, though. They are toning down all melee by 10%, so the Mangler isn't a one-shot kill, but then buffing the BR melee and ranked only so it remains a two-shot beatdown. Why not just Murph, Murph, why not just nerf the Mangler and ranked? Am I missing something? And then from Flamesword, who was in response to uh, somebody else, I forgot exactly who I apologize. He states, bad take on their part, and I'm still hoping it's an April Fool's joke. One weapon change has been asked for, and the best option is decreasing melee percentage off the top of every weapon. No chance they can't just tune the Mangler itself. My, my big question is, how much is a 10% change to where it's really going to affect? It's probably still two melees for a kill, would be my assumption. Will, I'm so glad you asked that question. It's, is the, like, I don't know. Hold on. Once you break shields, is it still, still just another one melee for, for, for a kill? So, uh, now, you can take all of this for what you will, okay? One might even say, take it with a grain of salt, Okay. But a user on Reddit actually tried to answer that exact question, Will, by testing it themselves in-game. So, again, take this as you will. Take this with a grain of salt. But from user, uh, a goat, as a matter of fact, he he hits on that. He hits on that, what Justin says. So, or he, she, whatever, I apologize. A goat on Reddit states this. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Wanted to share a few things I've tested out with the season two changes. Everything in this post has been done in game using modifications and are approximated based on 343's blog post from a few days ago. If you'd like a visual reference, uh, I've updated my data sheet with the second page that reflects season two changes. As we learn more, I'll update this sheet. I hope you find it valuable. Assuming a true 10% decrease in melee damage, melee will no longer break shields in one hit. Players have a shield value of 140. In Season 1, melee damage had a value of 154. With Bleed Through, it cleared shields and then some. However, Season 2 has a projected base melee value of 138.6. It is possible that they will round this up to 140, which would break shields. This is easily the biggest question I have going into the new season. If 138.6 is truly the melee damage value we're getting, then weapons like the sidekick will require two shots after a melee to kill. 139 plus 23.4 to break shields, then an additional shot to trigger the headshot flag. The Mangly Dangly gets a value of 156.6 for its melee. 
combined with its 71 damage projectile, it does not two-piece like it did in Season 1. Rounding out to 228 damage, you'll be especially close to a kill. Otherwise, you still have a strong weapon that works well with the current drop meta. As in dropping the weapon to get that final shot. In my testing, having a teammate tap an enemy or throwing a grenade anywhere in the enemy's zip code will bring them to a state where they're vulnerable to the Mangler two-piece. Heatwave and Hydra still do exactly what the Mangler did with two-piecing enemies, and he has visual demonstrations in the video he includes. I apologize, he does not touch on the AR, I thought he did. Um, so yeah, Justin states, I feel like it changes AR battles for sure. Which it very well could. I have a feeling... They're going to keep it at two melee, and they will round up to the the 40. I like how he, uh, I like how this individual included that in there too. Yeah. Like this very, what they very well could do that, like to make things more consistent, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, realistically he tested it, but he doesn't know exactly what that number is going to be. Mm -hmm. They say 10%, but that could just be a nice even number they used. Right. Um, so yeah, shout out to a goat for uh, testing those things out within the game using modifications. Um, again, this is all take it all with a grain of salt. We don't know what it's like actually in game because these changes are not live in game at this point. Um, so in terms of our show, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. It was really cool to just put that in there. Um, so there's that. Uh, I do find it, kind of weird that they couldn't just change the mangler but i haven't played the changes yet so i don't know how it plays so i'm uh, going to try to remain cautiously optimistic but i just find it weird i think it's all going to be fine all right i don't think it's going to affect us that much well do you like the ravager i don't does anyone like the ravager what if you did though I mean, what if it, i told you it's fine what if I told you you might like it more than it's fine? I like, I use it for the meme to be like, I just fucking killed you with a Ravager, bro. Like, I feel like I get kills more often than not now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I charge though. I use the charge shot. So this change is not going to help me, but this change might help you. Many players find the Ravager's damage output to be underwhelming. Well, the Ravager's splash damage on the base non-charge shot will be increased for season two. The Ravager is getting a buff. We don't know percentages yet, obviously. Feedback. Many players have reported that the Pulse Carbine is hard to use effectively against Spartans. And similar to the above, the Plasma Pistol was also viewed as not being effective enough on Spartans. Well. Just the tracking, right? Yeah. 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 And then also feedback. Some players report that aiming is too loose and difficult with these Commando. So beyond that, we are also tracking balance issues with the Pulse Carbine, Plasma Pistol, and Commando, and we're aware and are aware that they are underperforming. After the Mangly Dangly, Ravager, and Melee changes are in for Season 2, we're going to evaluate their impact on the meta and make adjustments to the other weapons as necessary in a future update. Friend or foe? The player outline system. Mm -hmm. Feedback. Shield, shield Flare... Uh, could communicate an opponent's shield state better. Some players believe shields flare uh, up too much too quickly. That's coming in a future update. I can say, like, there's been times I thought the shield was, like, someone's one shot, but they're just not because the, the effect is hard to see. Exactly. 
But hey, I mean, we got we have solar flare overshield, so who gives a shit, you know? Uh, you, like like we talked about and joked about when the game fi- like in the flights and when the game finally released. At least you know when somebody has overshield. Yeah. There's no yeah. way you don't. The fucking sun's charging at you. Oh yeah, you see that shit from a mile away. Um. All right. Equipment feedback includes the drop wall feels like it does not offer enough protection. And many players believe that the overshield is not providing enough extra shield health coming in season two. We will have some balance tweaks to both of these pieces of equipment that should help them perform better. I'm, I'm, I love the idea of having drop shield be more effective. I still like we, we talked about in, in terms of the sandbox, if, as long as you're using it correctly, it can be a great piece of utility equipment. Right. But I, I just love the idea of just being a little more powerful, a little bit more resistant. Um, I'm, I'm anxious about those overshield changes. Yeah. The, the thing that worries me is the ability to bank, right. To hold on to that overshield. Um, I think that's why it's not as powerful as it used to be because you can literally wait till you're next to a fight uh, when you pop it. But I've have noticed there's been less um, like worry over the overshielding games. Like teams would rather go for rockets than the overshield. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like camo plays a, a more significant role than OS does. Um, in a, from from a competitive standpoint, OS, sure, you might be able like, to push into something more aggressively, but I think with camo, it allows for uh, better setups. It allows for being able to see where the enemy is going without being spotted, gives your team more insight, just allows for more plays. Yeah, information. In, in high-level competitive, information is key. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, tweaks are coming for those, so we'll see what happens. And then uh, also for feedback, some players report that an overshield player's shield state full OS versus sliver of OS is not apparent when in combat against them. Uh, I can agree with that. Uh, and that's coming in a future update as well. Glow shrinks. Yeah. Yeah. that's what I feel like that's what it should be. Uh, Justin says, at least they changed the shield recharge on your screen. That was distracting. Absolutely. And he also says, oh, I'll abandon OS if I don't have the team set up. Because even if I pop OS against two people, decent chance I don't even trade one kill in that battle. Yep. Because you melt OS so quickly. So that, again, yeah. wondering how effective that change is going to be. We'll have to wait and see. Movement. Uh, feedback includes desire for increased physics impulses to help with grenade jumping, etc. We think we have a good middle ground between these two aspects, but as always, we'll continue to monitor and tune as needed, in which case it ain't fucking happening yet. Aiming. Last piece I have for the competitive side. Feedback includes controller players believe mouse and keyboard players have the advantage. Well, uh, mouse and keyboard players believe controller players have the advantage. Will, Hmm. read that first part again. Controller players believe mouse and keyboard players have the advantage. That? Yeah. Do you believe mouse and keyboard players have the advantage? I think with sniper they might but that's um, everything else. I don't think so. And like turning quickly on a dime. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that has gotten me because I've gotten in some games where like coming from like it being Xbox only, like, I think I should be able to kill this guy jumping top mid, but the fact that he can just one eighty and in an instant, in an instant and start shooting without any penalty. 
you know, that someone talked about it, like why controller aim controllers have aim assist. Like if we're looking here and we move left and then someone is back, right. We can't just snap. We have to like cross that middle point again. Yep. And it ta that takes time that controllers have the advantage on being able to move. Now, if you're skilled with, with a mouse and you've been playing mouse and keyboard for a long time, I think that it's just a higher skill level that you have with, with mouse than with controller. Um, do they have an advantage in some scenarios? Sure. What about you? No, I agree. I agree with everything you said. So, uh, 343 states, we plan on addressing any disparities as best we can while still playing to the strengths of each input. Look for more on this topic in a future update, in which case ain't fucking happening now. Um, give, give me a crossplay toggle. Will, we're going to talk about that. So Justin says, I didn't read the blog, but hoping they had a bit of tracking of the plasma pistol. Plasma pistol is being worked on for a future update. I think that weapon is a game changer that's ignored too much. I grab it all the time, but if you're not uh, within five meters, it's very hard to land that shot. Again, Justin, uh, they are going to be working on the plasma pistol later after season two update after season two update uh feedback using scroll wheel to change weapons on mouse felt inconsistent could lead to a player to accidentally swap back to the original weapon and that guess what coming in a future update i feel like that's true in any game because scroll wheels are supposed to be sensitive right true. yeah uh, yeah i mean it also depends on the mouse that you're using too yeah but could be like one of those headset scenarios where it's like, well, we can't fucking do it for every one of them. Um, some, okay, here's a note, and this is important too. Some controller players believe that aim assist stops mid game on opponent shield break or when jumping. Yes. Three, four, three states. When it comes to aim assist, there are no intended moments where aim assist turns off on shield break or jumping. However, we have seen players report that this could be happening under certain conditions and are investigating. Again, this would be a bug though, is there is no instance where you would have your weapon up and in range of an opponent and not get aim assist when firing. So they're acknowledging that if this is a real thing that is actually happening, that it's a bug. They didn't really say that yes, it's happening or no, it's not. They're just saying it's not intended if it is. Right, they're like, saying if it is, it's not intended, it's a bug. Or maybe just aim assist isn't as strong as we... Well, there's instances... I do have games where I'm like, my aim assist is working, I can tell. And I have games like, is it there? Yep. All I know is that it's not being worked on right now. At least not for season two. So there you go. Note, players are concerned that weapon zoom magnification does not properly correlate with sensitivity settings. Nothing of value was mentioned after that in terms of that piece of feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So that's uh, from a competitive standpoint, from a ranked and competitive standpoint, those are the pieces within that article I felt needed mentioning. Um, and then within the regular news later, we'll talk about the other pieces of information as well. So um, I think there are some good changes all around. I think there's some good updates all around. I think there are things that... Obviously, you'd like to see ahead of time, but it is what it is. We're in the state of infinite right now. We're, we're in an infinite waiting loop. That's what we're in right now. An infinite loop. 
Yeah. I, I'm excited to see the changes and I don't want to like judge too harshly on them until I have them in my hands. You know what I mean? Like yeah. until I, I know what's going on. So uh, before we move on, Justin states, uh, can't you adjust all those settings manually enemy about, anyway about the zoom settings? So yeah. And that's the thing is that yes, you can Justin, but the note that players are players are concerned that weapon zoom magnification does not properly correlate with those sensitivity settings. Like it's not a one-to-one -one representation of if I have this setting as this, it doesn't feel like it's that it feels off. So yes, while you can adjust them, it just doesn't feel consistent. Um, so there you go. But Will, we have our next segment of the show. It's called Map Legends. This is by uh, our friends and partners over at Podcast Evolved. This is back-to-back -back weeks. Back-to-back -back weeks. Because I forgot that they already did live fire. And I feel like an asshole. So... Uh, Oren reached out and he's like, Hey, in case you guys didn't know you have live fire too. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot. I'll put it in this week's show. Yeah. And so, uh, if you missed recharge last week, go watch that video as well. Um, but we have live fire this week. Again, this is our map legend segment, uh, pre pre presented by our friends and partners over at podcast evolved. Um, they do a bunch of great fucking shows, uh, everything in the halo universe books blocks news stories everything lore based and we're just the we're the slice of competitive you know over yeah. here we're hanging out we're chilling um you know they have they have us like they're the apple pie of halo and we're like the slice of pecan on the side can i be strawberry rhubarb sure we can be whatever you like yeah daddy <laughs> um all right so without further ado uh Will's going to hit the button and we're going to get into map legends live fire. Welcome Spartans to series two of HCS pro talk series map legends presented by evolved your home for halo. I am your host, Oren, and on each episode of Map Legends, I will guide you through the setting and lore behind Halo's competitive multiplayer maps. For Series 2, I will cover the multiplayer maps featured in Halo Infinite. In today's episode, I will cover Live Fire. If you've missed the previous Map Legends Series 2 episode, or an episode from Series 1, you can check them out on Podcast Evolve's YouTube channel. Now let's dive into Live Fire. Live Fire Live Fire is a small-scale, asymmetrical multiplayer map that launched with Halo Infinite. It supports the Slayer, Strongholds, Oddball, and Free-for-All game types. From a lore perspective, Live Fire is an enclosed Spartan 4 training arena attached to the Avery J. Johnson Academy of Military Science. Like other training arenas, like the one located in Training Facility Bravo that is featured in Halo 3's multiplayer map, The Pit, this outdoor space spars Spartan 4 fire teams against each other to develop coordinated teamwork, tactical proficiency, and independent survivability during close quarters engagements. Spartan 4's trainees are suited in full Mjolnir Mark 7 armor 
and equipped with UNSC weaponry loaded with tactical training rounds. Spartan Commander Lorette Agrina is a senior instructor at the Avery J. Johnson Academy of Military Science and trains the next generation of Spartan IV recruits. In addition to Fireteam Arena scrims, her tests include mobility training, AI pairing, weapon drills, and more. The Academy also serves as a rally point and haven on a classified world for remaining Spartans and other UNSC forces who have evaded discovery by created and banished threats. Safeguarding its location is the highest priority for every UNSC personnel at the Academy. To learn more about Spartan Commander Agrina, play the tutorial experience under the Academy menu in Halo Infinite. And to learn more about the Academy's namesake, Sergeant Major Avery Jr. Johnson, read Halo Contact Harvest, Halo First Strike, and Halo Silent Storm. And that will do it for Live Fire on this episode of Map Legends. Let us know in the Twitch chat or in the YouTube comments which Halo Infinite competitive multiplayer map you want us to cover next. Following and subscribing to HCS Pro Talk and Podcast Evolved on their respective podcast feeds and YouTube channels will keep you up to date on the latest competitive Halo news and keep you informed on Halo's expansive lore. I have been your host, Oren, and thank you for joining me and Evolve. Think about playing this song on rock band drums. <laughs> Yo, how we doing? There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Map Legends live fire. You can cut no live fire. Live fire. It's a crossfire board game, by the way. What's up, Legend? Welcome back to the live show. Uh, that was Map Legends Live Fire by our friends and partners over at Podcast Evolved. Make sure you check out um their website, evolvedhalo.com. Your home for Halo. They got shows. You should watch and or listen to them, including Halo TV Plus, their brand new one. Will I am? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So with that, shout out to the podcast Evolve Crew, and let's get into some regular news. The Halo community update by Alex Wakeford, which was literally a recap of things we already do. Woo! Halo and Among Us. This is my Halo. Spartans, it's time to watch your back and do your tasks. Starting, uh, not today, this is earlier. Xbox players, Xbox players can unlock exclusive Halo cosmetics and Among Us for free. I believe it's Microsoft Store players as well. So if you play on PC via the Microsoft Store, you can also get the cosmetics. Also, is Among Us free on xbox still it's in the game pass right 
I don't know. It was at one point. If it's still in Games Pass, a lot of the times what you can do is law if it's the same account shared between your PC and Xbox, you can log in on your Xbox, get the gear, go over to your PC and it should be there. Absolutely. Yep. That cross save life. Silver Debrief Unbound. This is by Alex Wakeford. If you want a deep dive into everything, episode two of the Halo TV show on Paramount Plus, go read that article. I will not be reading it here um, because that's not what I'm going to do. But if you want to read it, you can feel free to do so. Link to it is in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point Jones chat. All right, here we go. Season one outcomes report by 343 Industries. We have the rest of them to go through, but um, again, we already went through the ranked and competitive ones that will impact us more often and the pros more often, right? But from the main article, it states, you will definitely see similarities in key feedback themes from the tech previews that carry over into season one. In the months leading up to the release, the team was fully focused on launching Halo Infinite with very little room to begin work on the majority of these areas, many of which are quite significant in scope. In some cases, work on these common themes has been happening already, while in others, new insights and data gleamed from Season 1 has helped to further refine scope and priority for the team to address moving forward. Since the outcomes report covers almost the entirety of the Halo Infinite's multiplayer experience and not the limited scope of a flight, we will only be drilling into what's most important. The feedback. We gather this feedback and data via surveys sent to Halo Insiders, telemetry on in-game player behavior, and thoughts shared on Halo Waypoint forums, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube videos, Twitch streams, and more. So yes, believe it or not, they are reading as much as they possibly can and watching as much as they can on all these respective platforms for feedback. So just because you think that your voice is not being heard, it is, okay? We've seen it time and time again. People shit on them because they think their opinion's not being heard. It's being heard. Whether or not it's being acted upon, that's a different thing. But they are listening, okay? To set expectations, please keep in mind that this is not meant to cover all of the upcoming work we have planned for Halo Infinite nor does it have specific timelines for every item. It will, however, cover many of the common feedback areas that you've seen raised and discussed online with a focus on what's landing in Season 2. We'll have more to share around the specific timing of features and content in the future. As Joseph noted earlier this month, the team is also actively working towards shipping fixes, features, and updates in more agile ways during our seasons. We'll have another outcomes blog focused on the live team's areas such as customization, shop, battle pass, progression, challenges, events, theater, and observer mode in the near future. Be sure to keep an eye out for it here on Halo Waypoint and give it a read when it lands. So, here we go. Accessibility feedback includes desire for an auto sprint option. Our sandbox team is currently investigating settings that can be created for this. In other words, it will come later. Feedback desire for more colorblind settings. The UX UI team is currently investigating exposing more color options based on pain points for players. In other words, damage colors, HUD colors, etc. Again, coming later. Feedback desire for an audio visualization feature. We are in the very early exploratory stages. That could be very fucking cool for those who uh, need that in order to play. That is really, really cool. Audio. 
feedback included, the grunt birthday party sound effect was too fucking quiet. So they turn that shit up and they'll go live with season two. Multiplayer for the Academy. Many players would like longer or untimed weapon drills. We agree. And you can expect endless weapon drills in season two. Arena maps and modes. Feedback quick uh, desire for more arena maps and modes. Bring attrition back to matchmaking into quick play. We like all of you want more maps and modes to play and have a list of them we're working on for future releases for season two. We have an updated version of King of the Hill that you'll be able to play in matchmaking customs along with being able to set it to the classic version. So they are going to put the little three, four, three spin on King of the Hill. Like they did a little oddball and strongholds action. You'll also see a lot of updates to playlists, including the addition of the new Catalyst Arena map and attrition going into quick play. Over the season, our goal is to rotate in some new playlists with some fun variants we've been playtesting a lot lately. In other words, expect events. Is what I would assume from that. Feedback in attrition. And I... This proves to you right here that they're fucking listening. Maybe not directly to me, but they're listening in attrition. Players wanted the ability to move while reviving a fallen teammate and to be able to move immediately after being revived. Well, we've tweaked the revive mechanic slightly to no longer pause the revived player. They, when they spawn back in the interaction to revive down teammates will remain the same for now, but we're excited about some revisions we're working on for future updates to attrition that will change this mechanic more. So in other words, I can fucking move after being revived right away. They're listening, guys. Feedback. Many players would like Elimination to appear in matchmaking so they can unlock the Medic achievement. Elimination will be making its debut during Season 2. In other words, it'll probably be an event. When the mode lands, it will show up in matchmaking as a rotational playlist. Yep. And it'll be made available in custom games. So, to help make sure that the Medic achievement is always attainable outside of matchmaking... We've updated its underlying requirements to allow it to also be unlocked in custom games. So we can just go cheese it. You can go cheese it. It's the last one Dom needs, I think. It makes it less important, though. Oh, I mean, fuck it. They all, you said it yourself. You don't care about achievements anyway. I don't. So really, they're just they're worthless points. I mean, to be real. But yeah, now they made it easier to get. Um, there's a note here. Confusion around the motion tracker and radar ranges. In Season 2... We will be enabling the edge functionality for the motion tracker in all social playlists. This means that players who are sprinting, shooting, or operating vehicles but are just out of range will now show up on the outer fringe of the motion tracker. The inside of the motion tracker will continue to detect walking, sprinting, shooting, and operating vehicles as precise blips. Big team battle maps and modes. Desire for more BTB maps and modes. For season two, we're dropping Breaker into the mix, which features a giant moving laser beam that cuts across the center of the map and destroys anything that gets caught in its beam. It's a tighter and faster playing BTB map that feels different than anything we currently have in Infinite. In other words, it's an octagon with a laser in the middle. Right. You see your, you see your enemy right across. You shoot him immediately faster paced done and done. Wonderful desire for the multiplayer announcer, Jeff Steitzer to be heard in BTB. So for season two, Steitzer's in 
Feedback. Desire for members of your fire team to show up in your intro camera lineup. That's coming later. Feedback for desire for equal vehicle drops, including asymmetrical modes like Slayer and Total Control. Well, that's also coming not in that's later. Uh, and then note weapon rack spawns are not always symmetrical in BTV. And we've addressed that in the season two build. So yes, you will also have a BR when the enemy team has a BR. And uh, you won't be just fucked by having a commando when you didn't want a fucking commando. Matchmaking. Feedback includes desire for more player agency to choose experiences via a match composer feature or additional playlists. Okay. Will, you already know my thoughts about this, but here we go. In season two, we will have more regular rotations to our playlists rotating out less popular playlists and putting up new ones for players to dive into. Long-term, we're looking at more options for players to have more autonomy over what they're wanting to play while maintaining healthy matchmaking for everyone. I'm never a fan of removing things. You know this, Will. I get it from a population standpoint. They want to keep people being able to find matches as quickly as possible. I get it. But man, do I fucking hate it. I also don't really like a match composer feature because I feel like you're selecting Team Slayer, Quick Play, BTB, all this. And the pop if populations do decline, my worry is that you're only going to play Quick Play, right? Sure. It's uh, When I think of match composer, I think about how the way it's implemented in MCC. Yeah. Where like you, you pick the exact things that you want, the exact games that you want, and then you go, right? Yep. So who knows what it might look like in Infinite? Because again, this is like they're thinking about doing something like that. They're working on something later, but who knows? But you asked about crossplay, Will. I did mention it earlier. Here's the feedback. Desire to opt out of crossplay for various reasons. So there's work on our feature lists. We're working to, uh, we're looking to get into future updates along with improvements to our anti-cheat systems to help ensure better match made experiences. But crossplay remains the primary avenue. Okay. So they're looking into it. Justin says, how about change the whole vehicle spawn system? One team getting two tanks just drives me nuts or having three wasps. Like, bro, what is wrong with classic BTB vehicle spawns? You know, what's funny I mean, granted, I just don't like vehicles, so maybe that's just my problem. But it is funny that when playing BTB, part of me does want classic spawns because then people are on even footing. And then people who do want to make those power plays need to sneak over to the other base. Right. Absolutely. And the maps are big enough where it's like it's difficult to get to the other side quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And then uh, feedback, desire for regional server selection. Uh, they're going to keep monitoring it, but nothing right now. Custom games and forge feedback includes desire for more adjustable game mode options and custom games. So our plan is to continue expanding customs options over time. And we have an ever expanding list of custom games options on our backlog. We're working through to create more flexibility and customs to build way more mode variety and give players control over all the settings. And then obviously they said, in addition to that, that when, when forge releases, obviously this will be expanded upon. Feedback, desire for additional bug fixes. Because custom games is just fucking broken, basically. We have addressed some custom game bugs for season two, and we'll continue addressing bugs to improve the customs experience. 
a desire for custom game browser. Custom game browser is something we are deeply passionate about too. And we're happy to say that the team is in the early stages of production for it. Desire for Forge to arrive as soon as possible. Well, like the rest of Infinite, it ain't fucking ready. I'm just kidding. It will continue to grow and expand in capabilities with each update after it is released. It's coming, and we're excited to allow Halo Insiders to go hands-on with it and provide feedback via flighting ahead of its release. Personal AI and Spartan Chatter. The feedback was granular controls of each in-game voice. Personal AI, Spartan Chatter, multiplayer announcer. Well, in Season 2, you should hear a better balance of combat chatter and feedback across multiplayer. So no individual dials, but they are toning some things down so you're not hearing fucking everything. For PC, anti-cheat. Feedback was, desire for better anti-cheat measures and desire for better reporting process in-game. So we're working to streamline the process of reporting players for cheating or toxic behavior, which can currently be done on the Halo support site. With a new in-game reporting flow, and we are evaluating several different solutions for improving our ability to keep cheaters out of the game once we've detected them. So again, not yet. Sandbox. The weapons. For Brian specifically, some players would like for the gravity hammer to have a faster attack that can be activated via the melee action and not deplete the ammo. Well, that's coming later. Feedback. Rocket launcher damage feels inconsistent, leading to confusion around damage radius. That's also coming later. The player outline system, the feedback includes desire for more options remains, including the ability to just fucking turn them off. So well, in season two, we've added the ability to modify the values for both opacity and thickness for the outlines. Building the fully off functionality per team and hooking it into player's option will take more time. Vehicles, everybody's favorite. Feedback includes chopper's splatter damage potential and gun damage output and maneuverability felt lacking. In other words, the chopper just fucking sucks. Well, coming in season two, we have we will have a buff to the chopper collision damage that brings back its vehicle splattering glory. With that change, we're going to evaluate further if the chopper needs additional gun damage. Feedback. Banshee did not feel effective enough. With concerns around Banshee Bomb's damage output, ineffectiveness of aerial maneuvers, and total vehicle health. And for the Wasp, it seems much more effective than the Banshee when it comes to air superiority. So, for the Banshee, we have a host of changes for Season 2 that buff the Banshee's agility and increase damage from its weapons. We have held off on adjusting the Banshee's health for now. In other words, it might feel like a glass cannon is what I'm seeing. What that sounds like to me. Who knows? And finally, for vehicles, Warthog, Razorback, and Mongoose can flip too easily. So in Season 2, we'll be pushing out the position of the tires. The fucking just boop. Giving it a stance. It looked like a buggy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, while reducing the angles they consider valid ground will widen its footprint, give the suspension more room to absorb force, and treat the ground more flat than it actually is. This applies to the Razorback as well. The Mongoose will continue evaluating and potentially adjust in a future update. So in other words, Magus ain't being fucking touched. Movement. Feedback. Some players like no player collision, while most would like it to return. We're aware of the community sentiment and are discussing future mitigations. We also want to include making it an option for players can switch on and off in custom games. So in other words, not yet. UX UI. 
feedback. Many players believe that vertical menus would improve the customization process. Well, that's coming later. Feedback includes desire to have challenges appear on the start menu while in a multiplayer match. Well, Will, guess what? As many of you had noticed, challenges did appear on the pause menu during flighting last summer. The reason it was removed was because there were larger system limitations that prevented us from displaying incremental challenge progress during a match. This would often lead players to think their progress wasn't being tracked. So while we sort out how to better achieve the original intent, we will be bringing a simpler, more static list of current challenges back into the pause menu so players can use it as a quick reference in a match. So it'll be what you started the match with, but not your progression in the match. Correct, Amundo. At least it's something, I guess, for now. At least it's something for now. They haven't reached destiny levels of being to have bounties selectable. Bounties. Bounties. Feedback. Inability to see the second grenade type in the HUD left some disappointed. So while we continue to have prioritization discussions around short and long-term HUD improvements, having backpack secondary grenades visible in multiplayer will be inbound as part of a coming update. Feedback. Some would like HUD customization options. So options to make certain aspects of the HUD layout more configurable are actively being worked on. But this is a ways off. But our first target is to allow players to choose to display their equipment next to their radar, similar to Reach and everyone's favorite Halo 4. Feedback. The flow to mute a player takes more steps than previous Halo games, causing some confusion. Was it start select Y? It's, it's like, like th yeah, three or four button presses in order to get to where you need to go. Muting players from the back button scoreboard during gameplay is currently being worked on. We'll be releasing this as part of a longer, a larger short-term effort to enhance our player reporting and anti-cheat features. Oh, boy. And feedback, the final piece of feedback. Due to lack of in-game messaging, players did not know why they were banned or for how long, causing frustration. So we'll be continuing to expand upon our player reporting and anti-cheat features, which will include better in-game messaging to our players that have been put on cooldown. This will be coming online once we've gotten our first round of quality of life improvements mentioned in the previous point. So in other words, not now. And that's it for the regular news. God, 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 God. Another games, 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 games. Watch, watch. Oh, we did some watching. Oh, we did. <laughs> we did. Uh, I still think it's funny that this the segment started because of Shotzi and Neptune, right? Moving over to COD. And look where we are now. Oh, and uh, uh, Frosty was there too. Hook. Hook. The yeah. nuke. The nuke. And he did nuke. That's for damn sure. The Call of Duty League Major number two took place over the weekend. It was here in Minnesota. Get it? Because it fucking snowed last night. Anyway. The Rocker at home played like absolute dog shit. So, but that's okay because guess what, Will? Another team in purple won it anyway. So who gives a shit, you know? But, Will, they didn't just win... They won. Well, how did they win? You tell me. How how did they win? 
Like a, who? How did the team win the major? What did they have to go through? Oh, a complete loser's bracket run from round one. From round one. They yeah, started yeah. the event in loser's round one because of their seeding. Yep. And they had to fight their way all the way through loser's bracket. Isn't that, weren't they the last seed? Uh... They're the bottom of the elimination bracket. Them or Ultra. One of the two. I'm not entirely certain. Oh, right, right. Because they actually started against um, Breach and Winners. Yep. There you go. So, yes, Ultra was bottom. So, they weren't complete. They were above us, but still. Right, but they, they the fact of the matter is they had to fight all the way through losers in order to... So, I apologize. They didn't start in losers round one, but they had to fight all the way through losers. So, the Gorillas did win, but let's just go through who they had to face off against in losers. So, at the beginning of the uh, tournament, they faced off against the Boston Breach, uh, who were really just fucking coming out hot. Um, and they won their first match against the Gorillas 3 to nothing. So, that's when Gorillas started. Gorillas beat the Toronto Ultra 3-1, to they then beat the London Royal Ravens, who placed, what was it? Oh, yeah. Was it third? Third at the first major? Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, wait. wait. Maybe not third. They play, They had third seed into this, but. And then I think they did place. Was it third, fourth? Was it fourth? Because what? It was optic phase. Phase. <laughs> uh, I swear it was London. I swear it was London third. One and three. I don't know. Um, but either way, they place they face off against the London Royal Ravens, beat them three nothing. Yep, third third place. They made it to winners finals, lost to Optic. There you go. Then they went up against the Seattle Surge. And this is where the game five started. <laughs> In remarkable fashion, Gorillas beat the Seattle Surge three to two. They beat the Mutineers three to two. And then the match that started it all for them. It all come full circle and they faced off against the Boston breach once more, this time in the losers final. And they actually end up beating them three to two. Breach made it to the winner's final too. Yes, they did. Yep. Breach made it to the winner's final against these. Um, so yeah, they went on a fucking tear, but you look at those teams that they played against, right? 3-2 Mutineers, 3-2 yeah. Breach, 3-2 Surge. These teams aren't like, holy shit, you know? In the grand scheme of things, like, I know we're just starting up, but th these teams aren't like at the top echelon yet. But the team that wait that's waiting for them in the grand finals is a top-tier team in phase. Everybody thought this was going to be just a blowout. You know, fucking what? 5-1? Yeah, that's maybe. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what everyone was thinking. It was just going to be a blowout. Maybe two with the S&Ds, the way they were capitalizing on S&D. But anyway. Yep. Well, well, it did go 5-2. In the opposite fucking direction. Yep. Well, how did the Gorillas play in this grand final? Well, they, they were just on fire. Um, maybe it had something to do with their storybook run through the elimination bracket. Um, they 
One of their uh, teammates were sick, and they had a sub that they just brought in. Um, Spart. I always want to say Spartan or Sparty, because, right. but it's just Spart. Yeah, agreed. Um, and he, they said in their final interview that, you know, we – we changed our gameplay around Spark. Like he was the guy we were like focusing on, and um, it, it really showed off. Um, they won through their losers bracket run ten, and and the finals I should say ten straight S and D games. Like they did not lose in Search and Destroy, which is just incredible. It, I I don't know. They 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 flipped the team on its head. The questions now: What happens with um, Gunless, who was the guy that got sick and is now? I don't know. I think his seat is kind of up in the air. Well, there's going to be some interesting moves that the gorillas have to look at. Will and I were talking before we started recording the show, and my my thought process is: I don't envy the gorillas at all in this decision no. that they have to make because you're right, Will. Like, do they do they continue to ride this momentum with Spart, or is do you do you go with the guy that you signed originally? Like, I mean, business is business, right? No hard feelings. You got to do what you got to do to win. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just incredible what they were able to do. Um. Even though five two seems far, like the hard point ended like what two forty something, two forty two to two fifty. Every game was close except the searches. Yep. And there was one respawn that the I think. Well, the, the phase actually took the first hard point, like, no problem. Oh, okay. That phase just, I, I, the um, gorillas barely broke the 100-point mark in the first hard point. And then that just makes you think that here's how the series is going to go. Yep. But it, it was literally one of the, probably one of the greatest COD tournaments I've watched. Yep. Just from the story, the way things shook out. Um, easily the greatest losers bracket run by, by all, like of all time, I imagine. Yeah. Apparently, um, what's his name? I can't think of the slasher slasher has been a part of many loser bracket runs. Yep. So it's kind of like, that's, that's his thing now. Put some respect on the man's name. Yes, 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 yes. But, um, yeah, great tournament. Um, it sounds like from the watching the stream that we put on a pretty good event. The trophy was really cool. The shield. Yeah. Something different, not just a normal trophy, but an actual, like, Viking shield. Excited to see what the other events are going to be. Yeah, will anyone else do something like that now? Is the next one the, uh, is next one Ultra? Toronto, yep. So is that just going to be a maple leaf? Maybe, maybe like, they have, like, a tower, right? Or something, like, in Toronto? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I really do hope that every region that has a home event does something really cool with their trophy. It's going to be because they're a uh, 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 their mascot's a squirrel, it's going to be a giant nut in like shield form. You get the nut. Nut. Oh my god. <laughs> Love it. Please. Um all right, let's so yeah, huge ups to uh Asim and uh Hook. Um obviously Spartan Slasher, you guys are fantastic as well, but like Hook we've been watching for a long time. He's had a lot of a lot of uh controversy i guess you could say within the cod league yeah um ever since after the first season of the cod league took place so nobody knew what was going to happen with him um it looks like he found his place on this lag roster and then asim uh coming from the rocker um and and the subliners i guess right he was on subliners too 
Uh, but yeah, he, he had his first home with us on the rocker. And so we, he always had a special place in our hearts because it, I don't know. May, I don't know what it is for like the other sports for Minnesota, but I do know for like football and whatnot, if we see another player go elsewhere, like I was kind of rooting for Bridgewater when he left. Yeah. You know, we, we, there's still some of that in normal sports. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't hate people. We don't have, we don't hate players that often here in Minnesota. Right. Unless it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> True. But he, he, I'm talking about players who've played for us. Played though. for us. Sure. Yes. So seeing Asim go, go to another team, always had a soft spot in my heart, wanted to see him do well on another team, actually win something. And that's exactly what happened here. So huge congratulations to them. But I want to run through the standings here because uh, a couple might surprise you. So tied for 11th and 12th, uh, we had the Paris Legion and the Toronto Ultra. Ultra really not performing well at all here. Um but also not performing well at all. Also taking home $0, the ninth and 10th place teams, uh, us, the Minnesota rocker and the New York subliners that even after their team change didn't do shit. So there's that, uh, in seventh and eighth, we had the LA thieves and the London Royal Ravens, London going from third down to seventh and eighth, both teams taking home $10,000 a piece tied for fifth, sixth, Oh, how the mighty have fallen as well. Optic Texas and the Seattle Surge, both taking home $20,000 a piece. Optic, again, winning their home event just a short time ago, have now fallen to fifth, sixth for this. We'll see if they're able to bounce back at all. And fourth, a uh, little bit of a surprise here, we have the Florida Mutineers taking home $40,000. And third, another huge surprise as well, the Boston Breach taking home $80,000 in second, uh, their repeat placing from the optic major. We have phase taking home $120,000. And in first place, you have the Los Angeles gorillas, $200,000 to go to them. Um, and will, we joked about it as well. That spart has hit you. He, he won his salary in a weekend Ugh. and then probably lost his salary in a weekend because he said, fuck, uh, live a lot, a lot. And then the funny thing was, so Maven started it. Right. And then spark continued it. And then the analyst desk continued it after that. Yes, they did. So who gives a shit? It Have reminds fun. me there's a video of Mark Cuban. Oh God. Um, and this reporter comes up to me, to him after it's a, I'm pretty sure a Dallas Mavericks game and they're talking to him and she's like, by the way, in our pregame interview, you swore a little bit, and I've just been handed word that you've been fined $15,000, but it's for a good cause. It's going to children's da 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 So he just kept doing and it? And he goes, he goes, so if I do it again, and she goes, do, are, do you want to? And he goes, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. So everyone was just cussing up a storm. Uh, but yeah, I j made the joke that Spart made his, because he says, like, I just made my whole salary this this weekend. The, the kid's young. I, I, I think he he needs a PR up as well. I think uh, he literally. I think the first thing out of his mouth is like, "Holy fuck!" I think yeah. that's literally what he said right away. Yeah. Um. But I then I made the joke that he also lost it because of the fines incoming. Yep. Uh. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, I thought Gary V also swore when he was talking with Hex at the first. He did. Uh. Yeah. At the first rocker event for the first season of League. You did, and they. I think they came in his ear and told him, like, hey, you can't swear. Yeah, so fuck that. Who cares? It's like... It's COD. It's like it's always been a 17-plus... Seriously, and it... 
It doesn't even matter if you're 17. 12-year-olds are on there fucking swearing up a storm. Who cares? Oh, yeah. You should, like, COD League runners, people running it, just join a, a lobby with your mic open. I'm telling you. See what happens. It reminds, it just reminded me of when I went to go pick up the, the pass at Raleigh. Oh, yeah. And the guy's like, language, please. I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? You have literally no idea what you're about to hear over the weekend. But fuck, whatever. There is, shit. like... Like, I get it, right? They want their players to seem professional. They don't want them bashing the league or anything like that. Um, but there's also, like, you have to let some of the COD culture come through. The man literally won his very first event ever as a fucking substitute it, do, through it, the entire loser's bracket. What what shocks me is, like, that he was like, I got my first league match win this week, like, Earlier in the week, he literally won his first like challengers match. Like, what the? F like he was like, what the fuck? He was like, oh, and seventeen or something. He said, "I'm like, how did this dude end up here?" And then he ends up going off and being one of the top performers, wins MVP. Yup. Like, what? Yeah, that's funny that? too. Maven literally said that too. He's like, I just want to let you know, you also won MVP. <laughs> his I fucking mom and his girlfriend were in the stands cheering him on man dude had time yeah. his fucking life let him be i, I do think asim should have got it over spart but i get the hype around someone new performing sure. that well i'm just i love how humble asim was too yeah on the stage he was just a good fucking dude man yeah yep. god yep. I shake that man's hand another person to root for in cdl especially like even like i was rooting for him for him because of the rocker thing yeah. and now it's like oh yeah you're you're a great person he's just a good fucking dude very humble Got like Pistola vibes to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't get benched. So oh. uh, I'm just yeah, he is too good of a player for that to happen. I mean, I, I still believe Pistola's a phenomenal player too, but besides the point. Um, but that's it for Cod Another Games Watch. Congratulations yeah. to the Gorillas. It's time for <laughs> Will, what'd you play last week? Played some Elden Ring. Oh, did you? Are you becoming the Elden Lord? I, I finally beat Margit. Fuck yes, daddy. Um, I did some exploring, found some, uh, I guess you'd call them tombs. Okay. Kind of dungeons to raid. Sure. Killed a couple of those bosses very easily. I think I uh, leveled too much and went there too late. No, <laughs> no, no such thing as leveling too much. Like, I'm talking like... I did like one heavy attack and then like three or four light attacks to kill some of these, <laughs> oh, these yeah. bosses. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, I've discovered a new place called Kate in the east side of the map. Have you been there? Uh, forgot. Maybe. It's, it's on like on fire type of thing. Did you get swallowed up? No. Oh, never mind. I just got there. Like, I'm outside of it. Never mind. <laughs> Let's just say I was transported there. Oh, wonderful. No, yeah. No, I was not transported there. I just found it. I was transported um, there. I'm like, I know it's about to happen. Fuck me. <laughs> it's fine. It worked uh, out. So, um, I think I need a weapon that does more physical damage. Sure. Because there are, like, stone people. Oh, stone people. And, like, you hit them and you don't do as much damage because you're like, ding. You know? Anyway. Uh, it's still enjoying it. I tried to go into Stormvale a little bit, the castle, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not ready. I'm going to go back out because there's some things that can just fuck you in there. Yeah, but the fact that you beat uh, Margit 
that's the that's like the first big boss. Oh right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is a literal gatekeeper of a boss. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I mean that in a literal sense. Like he's a pain. He's a pain in the ass. He is a like yeah. When you get so, there and you fight him for the first time, you're like, what the fuck? That wasn't anything like what I was just witnessing out here. So uh something that really helped, I didn't know how to equip my summons. Oh, great. So yeah, I learned that. Your summoning that, bell. That helped uh that helped ring a ding for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, having a good time in Elden Ring. Sweet. Um, played some Halo Infinite. Yes. Jumped in. Uh, I got back from the bar on Friday. Jumped in with uh, the community play date. Yep. Uh, we played SWAT. We did. Tactical Slayer. Yeah, it's SWAT. Tactical Slayer, Will. Um, thing, we, I think we did like a quick play match or something before that. Yeah. And it did not go well. And we we're like, no. oh, let's try Tactical Slayer. We... we we did pretty well in Tactical Slayer, I'd say. Yeah, the only reason why I did it is because I've, I shot or somebody just mentioned it. And I'm like, well, fuck, yeah. I guess we'll queue into it, whatever. Yeah. It was it was, it was was a fun time hanging out. Uh, for those who were there, I'll just say ushy-gushy and move on. Ushy-gushy. Um, <laughs> and then uh, played, well, I, I F1. I, I forgot about F1. I'll do that before moving on. Um, we raced the... Mexico Grand Prix. Yes. Um, I don't know if anyone from the thing is listening, but I got screwed over. Um, what happened? I'm in third place. Second place is in front of me. Okay. And Mo, you're a wonderful person, but you were only in second place because everyone else pitted and you hadn't. Um, That's a little shit for <laughs> Mo right there. And this, we're coming. Holy moly. We're coming to this corner. I'm coming up behind him. And it's a high speed corner, right? Yeah. And dude just like slams on the brake mid corner. I rear end him. I get wing damage. Mo. So. You piece of shit. I had to pit. I went back into like seventh out of eighth because there was only eight racers. Made my way back up to fifth. But like I would have had third place locked. For sure. I know that um, Shumaxi was in front of me. Daryl is a beast of a racer and he would have caught me because he knows like, he knows the track, like <coughs> he knows the tracks like an F1 driver. Like he doesn't need the line. He knows like shift into third here. You can get a little bit more of your tire off this curb. Um, stay left in, instead of right on this corner because it'll shave half a second off your, your time. Like this dude knows the fucking tracks. It's sure. incredible. So I was just, I always chalk up that he's going to pass me at any point. Um, we can start him in the back of the field and he'll come in first. Um, so I was going to, I'm, I was just, I was going to be fine with my third, my podium. I would have been happy, but then I had to pit. I lost it. Uh, tan, tan fan got her first podium ever at third. So I am happy for her, mm -hmm. but I just feel a little slighted. Just a little bit. Yeah, Mo, you fucked him up. Especially since me and Tan are tied. Our teams are tied in the constructors. And we were the only ones racing for our team this weekend. So now I'm behind because I got hit by Mo. And there's only four races left. I'm trying to get to the top of the midfield. I know I'm not a, a top three, but that fourth place. I really want that fourth place for the constructors. So, so Mo, don't fucking break check, all right? And, and Braden, just show up and we can get some goddamn points. Please. Hey, Brayden. <laughs> Fuck around. Find out. I don't. No, he. Uh, Brayden took first place last year. Yeah. I was so excited to have him on my team. Yeah. 
And now he's trying to have a life outside of video games. He's going to sporting events. He's doing things. I'm like, I can't be mad at you for that. The only sporting events that matters is virtual F1. The Latifi fan club league. The Latifi Um, league. But yeah. Before you get into your story, TMI for those listening, I don't give a shit. I need to go take a leak because I really want to listen. I want to hear you. Oh, my story story. about what you have listed. What am I going to talk about? Talk about, like, fucking Mo being a piece of shit. Fuck you, Mo. <laughs> um, after the race, the next day, uh, so, or not the same night, not even, today's the next day. We raced yesterday, Jesus. Um, so last night, I decided to practice the next Grand Prix. I forget what track it was but we're going to do a 50% race instead of a 25% race. So it's going to go from like, you know, 16 laps to 20, 30 something. Um, and the next track, if I remember correctly, is a very fast track. I'm, I feel like there's going to be a ton of spin outs, a ton of crashes, people not being able to handle their, their cars, their setups. So I think I'm going to go safe on it and just try to make it through the race Obviously, I have to beat Tan because I need, I need the points for the constructors. But um, hopefully, the setup will will keep me in it. And then they also mentioned possibly doing it as a rain, like a wet race, where it's raining, and that's just going to be disaster. If you know anything about the Latifi League, we, uh, corner one is usually just a massive crash, and then we kind of find our way from there. If the if the whole track is raining, we are screwed. People are going to be off. They're going to lose tires, wings, whatever. So if they do decide to do a wet 50% race, it is going to be insane. Um, and I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the end of the season to come and have all the people pushing for points. So yeah, it'll just be a good time. It'll be a good time. Uh, welcome back, sir. Thank you. That was a good piss. Yeah, you know, I've, I've had to go as well, but I've been holding it over here. I'm sorry. Oh, you can fine. go when, I, when you're done with your story. I'll, I'll go during the shout-outs, all right? All, all right. right. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready for this. Um, also had uh, a session of D&D. And some session. Some session. We were tasked. So we, we, we are heading. Let me, let me, let me uh, back up a little bit here. Paint the picture. So we are in a town called Brimley. And... Just to the north of Brimley is this Mistmire that we're trying to solve, save kind of thing. It's it's a kind of an evil thing going on up there. But it's like, like up in the mountains. And it's starting to become winter. And we cannot traverse in the winter. So we are heading south to winter in a town called Trugo. Okay. And it's like the capital, like the big, big city, you know? Big, big area. I don't know what else to call it. Um... And on our way, we have to stop in Pippin. Uh, a NPC in our game has a trinket that they needed fixed, and we said uh, we would do it. Um, so we were going to stop there. When we stop there, we find out that every year there is a ball held in this town. And uh, during this ball, some unfortunate type virgin males are brought Guys, <laughs> guys, get fucking it's weird good, already. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yep. Um, and they are there to uh, the, how do I how do I the copulate with the mermaids that live in the lock to okay. fuck 
They are there to fuck the mermaids. So in this, uh, if if a uh, if a mermaid has sex with a virgin humanoid, if a mermaid fucks a humanoid, uh, they it, it'll spawn a female. Is it a female? I love how we're getting into the technicalities of this shit. Uh, they'll basically have a female mermaid again. Okay. If they have sex with a male mermaid, I think. Oh no! It'll. It's the other way. It'll. It'll have a male mermaid. If they have sex with another mermaid, it creates a girl. Um. But their little their their ball that they have is literally at the bottom of the ocean. Okay. Or the lock, bottom of the lock, and we had to go clear it out. So. Us being normal mortal beings needed to be able to breathe underwater, which we had, we, each of us, there's three males in the group, one female, the three males got a kiss from the uh, mermaids to be able to breathe underwater. The female got like a pendant that she was able to go and breathe underwater during this thing. Yeah. I said, I was going to look for some gillyweed merman. Sorry. Merman. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm saying it wrong. Um, anyway, we go under, we fight the stuff. We, it was tough. We win. And then uh, our reward for clearing out the, the thing was uh, the mermaids had sex with us. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Now, the funny part of this is, so the ball gets to continue. The... Um, the, the unfortunate looking males who are brought down to have sex with the mermaids when they come out of the water are very handsome. They are beautiful from this process. One would say they're sexy. So we come out of the water. Literally. Literally. Literally, literally figuratively. Literally. And, and there's like a, all, all of a sudden all the, uh, these women are showing up to the town to come claim their man, basically. Okay. We find out that us three males have been given a curse by mm. the mermaids because we also had to promise because the magic they used on us to make us breathe underwater, those three mermaids lost the ability to um, have sex with a virgin boy this year to per- per- populate. So now we have to find, well, our promise was to find three virgin boys to bring back for next year's ball. What the fuck shit, okay? If we don't. Uh, do you die? We don't die. We oh. have we, we currently have a curse called Promise Guadalia. And what will happen in a year if we don't fulfill our promise, our uh, dicks will turn into squids and fall off and go to the sea. That sounds wonderful. So my character is a bard, Squid which dicks. like very charismatic, tries to persuade and sleep with, uh, even though he's really not. That's what bards usually do. <laughs> uh, I, my guy basically- Toss a coin to your witcher. Exactly. So- uh, me, the, um, there's a, another player who he is a noble and that's like, you know, nobles are, they, they hire, um, hookers, all that stuff all the time. Okay. Um, the, his, his, his like trait is that he always, the, the, you know, dives into carnal pleasures, which means he's just tries to have sex with whoever. Um, so he was like freaking out because he's. I'm like here screaming like I don't want my dick to turn into a squid. So yeah, it turned into a whole thing, and now we have to go find boys to bring back in the next year as we travel south. What the fucking shit? Okay. So when I put fucking mermaids under D and D in this, it was like fucking yeah. We 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 
had sex with mermaids and also the fucking mermaids cursed us. So, oh, it was an interesting session to say the least. But many it sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where this goes. Characters might be losing their their, their ding dongs. Their, d- their ding dongs. Their dicks. My God, not talking about fucking little Debbie snacks for Christ's <laughs> sake, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I did. This weekend. What about you, Josh? Well, before I get into the games that I played, oh, some breaking news. I forgot to put these in the show notes. So there's a Halo Infinite update coming tomorrow uh, because we're recording this on Monday. Uh, this is by Halo Support. They say the small patch for Halo Infinite will go live at 11 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow, April 5th. This includes fixes for power seed spawns, fire team invites on Xbox, and changes to CTF's sudden death rules. I'm excited to see what those sudden death rule changes are. And then uh, also, MCC is still kind of fucked. This is also by Halo Support. The investigation to Halo MCC matchmaking and custom game browser issues is ongoing. They haven't fixed it yet. This was an issue yesterday, so there you go. Games I played, quick and easy. Halo Infinite Community Play Date was a fun time. Elden Ring. Um, so uh, slight spoilers. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Uh, the boss you fight after Margaret, you probably already know, is Godric. I don't. Okay, so Godric's in that castle. Oh. Uh, have fun. <laughs> There's that. Uh, I, I also found a boss on the very like southern tip of the map that that's not fun either. (laughs) I think every of the like big ones are not fun. Right. Uh, But no, I I also fought. uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I I just need to get better about rolling into the boss because like you you are invincible for like 17 frames, I think on a roll. Yep. And that can really like you roll into them and then you can hit them a couple times where I'm always like rolling to the side or back and then I don't have time to get up and hit them. So that's a big thing I know I need to work on. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. You're good. Uh, so then, uh, I, so I, I beat Godric, got through the castle and then I was in Liberty of the lakes, um, which is like one of the next areas that you go into. Okay. Um, and in that area, there is what's called the Academy of Rhea Lucaria, um, which is basically the mage's school. Like that's what that is. Sure. And me playing as a mage, I'm like, this is my home. You're going to find some cool stuff. And then everyone's like, I want to fucking kill you. And I'm like, <laughs> no, please. And so, uh, I went through there and I, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I did kind of over level. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, the main boss in that area, um, I beat, I'm going to say technically on the third try, it was four, but like on the third out of four tries, I got low health so quickly that I'm like, I fuck it. I just kill me. I I'll start again. This is chalked. Um, and yeah, yeah, that boss is awesome though. So that game's just really, really fucking good. This is really fucking good. Um, and then I also started uh, tiny Tina's wonderlands. I'm playing with Natana actually. So we started playing. We have, we're, we're a couple hours in, um, it's pretty fun. It's Borderlands. So if you, you know what you're getting in terms of that video game, but it's it's got a D&D aspect to it. Uh, the writing is pretty funny. Um, overall, so far, we've had a couple chuckles. Uh, and the other cool thing is, is that all the top tier um, voice actors they got for the game as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Wanda Sykes. That's the thing. We literally just started playing, right? And Wanda, uh, Wanda Sykes plays a character... 
um, in like the overarching world of Borderlands. Okay, like one playing the game yeah. itself uh, of Bunkers and Badasses, which is their version of D and D, and uh, literally like. 10, 15 minutes into the, the first cut scene, right? Natana sitting next to me just looks and looks at me and goes, is that Wanda Sykes? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Let's look it up. Sure shit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Will Arnett is Will in Arnett, there. yep. There's Lego lots. Batman. Yeah. But yeah, there, there, are, there are lots. Yep. Yep. So just really, really cool to see there. Um, I, I heard a really good analogy because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people ask. Um, someone said like, you know, it, if if I if I don't like Borderlands, am I gonna like Tiny Tina's? And the the analogy I said is like, or someone else said is that you know if you don't like grilled cheese, you don't like grilled cheese. This isn't gonna be like the special grilled cheese that makes you like all grilled cheese. It's just like the other grilled cheese. It's just a little different. Yeah. So it's exactly it. It's a little bit different of a grilled cheese. <laughs> it might use brioche bread instead. Yeah, you, you know? yeah, you know it is. Might use focaccia bread. All right. It might use a mixture of cheeses. You never fucking know. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, I, I started playing that. It's a good time so far. But it's not listed because they fucking out yet. But it releases tomorrow. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Get fucking hyped, baby. Reviews came out today. They're good. I'm fucking stoked. Am I like the only one who's never been a fan of Lego games? No. You're definitely just, not. They don't do You're anything for me. You're definitely not. It's just Lego Star Wars to me. And I'm not talking about like the Clone Wars that they came out with or uh, whatever. The, there's another one that they released. I'm talking about like the complete saga, which was one through six. I loved that game. Loved it. When, when I played it a long ass time ago. Like I loved that game. So much so I repurchased it via backwards compatibility just so I could have it. When they announced this, it is a completely new game. They're not, it's not a remaster. And then they tacked on the three extra, the three other movies. It's not like that at all. It is completely new, new gameplay, um, new camera, new combat system, Everything is brand new. And I am so fucking excited for this. Dom asked me, he's like, are you going to play that with Natana? And I'm like, honestly, no, I'm playing the shit by myself. I'm so excited just to, oh my God. It's just, it feels just like a, I don't know. I feel like a kid in a candy store when, when that game got announced. I'm so, so, so excited. Uh, Justin asked, will it be on Switch? Because that seems like a perfect Switch game. I believe it will be, as a matter of fact. I don't know how well it'll play. From what I heard, uh, I watched ACG. Uh, you guys should go watch his YouTube content. Very, very, very good in-depth uh, uh, game reviews. They're phenomenal. Also does other content on the side, but his game reviews are phenomenal. Uh, he released his this morning, and he talks about how the 30 FPS mode, um, which I imagine the Switch is going to be locked at anyway, um, but the 30 FPS mode on consoles is wonky. But uh, he had, like, no issues at all with the 60 FPS mode. So I would be worried about playing it on the Switch, although I do believe it is available on the platform. But uh, I am so fucking excited. Comes out tomorrow. Can't wait. 
Um, yeah, I just want to sh- shut off that game. Sure. It's not out yet. But that's it. Will, you can go take a leak if you'd like. Uh, let's get into some shout-outs. I was like, are you going to hit the button or do I need to hit the button? I was scared. I didn't know what to do. It's okay. Uh, shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. Um, I hope you guys had a good time too. Uh, we, we just had, we played, we played fours, uh, not like we just played in playlists consisting of four people. It was a good time. I enjoyed myself. Uh, shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We had a Vamool and a Snipe Blade. Sniper Blade. Thank you guys very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Uh, congratulations to Riley Hastings. And if I'm not mistaken, although I want to make sure, I think it was also Unishek anniversary for three, four, three over the last week. I think I could be completely wrong though. Um, I just thought I saw something. So if I got that wrong, I apologize, but Riley Hastings, regardless, congratulations on your anniversary of three, four, three. Um, also, congratulations to Postums on joining the 343 publishing team. Um, so, yeah, no longer part of the community team is going to be joining the publishing team. Congratulations to you, good sir. And happy belated birthdays to Ace and Oath. Uh, Oath, I'm never going to forget you for uh, forgive you for uh, beating us in that BTB match. Justin knows all about it because the kill happened against him. But, hey, GG's where GG's are earned. And happy belated birthday to you. Tools, welcome to the live show. It's good to see you, bud. Uh, and uh, you you guys had asked during a LVT stream whether or not we're going to be at KC. We are going to be there. So we're going to meet the fuck up. Okay? Good. Community creations. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo memes. Go check it out. You already know it's there. You can go check those out. Clips of the week number 151. By High Tech Redneck. Tool says we got our VIPs again. So did we. We're waiting to see when the, uh, if and when the fucking media information goes up though. Because I still don't believe anything's been released yet. Although I could be mistaken. I'll go check out the blog post again, but I don't think anything's been stated. I don't fucking know. Uh, Mona's Montage Teaser by GT Halo. Go check that out. HDS Grassroots March Ladies BTB Playdate Highlights. Speaking of Oath, this is by Oath. And then also, which released today, how these Halo superstars play as a team. It's a new video by Shyway. You should go check that the fuck out too. Will, you came in with perfect timing. Yeah. You know why? Why is that? Because that's all I got for the community creations. Therefore, if you would do me a favor and plug the show. Of course. You can find us on your favorite podcast service if you'd like to search for HCS Pro Talk. We're on all the popular ones out there, including Josh's favorite, Pocket Cash. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search for HCS Pro Talk. We also have a Discord where the community hangs out. Uh, we have voice channels. We have uh, text channels. We have discussions on Call of Duty Major, the Halo Majors, everything, really. Everything. Video games, IRL. We got, uh, we, there was a uh, discussion about books today. Yeah, there's even like the like uh, magic uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card game stuff in there. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff going on in the Discord. Join if you are interested. Yes. Um, you can find our VODs on YouTube from our live show on Twitch. So <laughs> come check us out. Search for HS Pro Talk on both those sites. This is still a picture, by the way. See? 
Oh, it is. Um, and don't forget about hgsproduct.com. Find a link to the merchant top right corner. And then also don't forget about our fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. If you want shows about lore, missions, Halo, Paramount Plus TV show, books, blocks, and top Halo news stories, watch their shows. Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Bills with Blocks, and Halo Headlines. And make sure to check out EvolvedHalo.com. Your, Your home, home for, for Halo. Halo. Oh, it's good. That um, was so good. There you go. Oh, baby. That's all I got, Josh. She bang. She bang. Why is that coming up Ooh, so often? baby. Because the fucking T-bang, dude. T-banged. One of the greatest gamer tags that we have mm. this year. Featured on the show. It's questionable. Gotta love it. it not questionable. Questionable my ass. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, uh, speak, because there was a book discussion in the Discord. Um, Justin was talking about the audiobooks for Halo novels. Uh, I just want to put out a plug for, this isn't personal, but like, um, I was scrolling through the timeline, you know, as one normally does doom scrolling as you will. And, uh, will, would you say you're a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. Okay. So Andy circus, the, uh, he does voiceover for Gollum. Oh yeah. yeah. In the movies. Yeah. Right. He, I did not know this. He is an author as well. Um, and yeah, but that's really besides the point. But um, there was a clip of him reading the of of him narrating the uh, the audiobook version of one of the Lord of the Rings novels. But he wasn't just doing Gollum; he was doing everything. And the the way he was able to switch from the Gollum voice to just a normal narration voice was phenomenal. Oh, I bet. And it made me. Right then and there, right after that clip was done, made me want to go out of my way to get, because he's done voiceover for all three novels in audiobook form. And he did The Hobbit. So wow. I want to go listen to those because he did a phenomenal job. So sure, go check those out. Um, And therefore, that does it for episode 229 of HTS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for watching. If you're tuning into the live show, thank you for hanging out. Hope you have a great night. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to the uh, video version of the show over on YouTube or checking out the audio version on all the podcast services that Will mentioned it before. Thank you all for taking time out of your day, week, month, year, whatever the fuck you're doing. Or if you're, uh, if you're Jamar, who is listening in previous episodes, moving his way up to now, holy shit. You know, you can do that too. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, to be completely honest with you, because who knows what's going to fucking happen with this live service game. <laughs> uh, all I know is that we will have the last four individuals that are invited for the FFA because we'll have the results next week for the matches that happened today. And uh, as tools in the chat also knows, the Money Tuesday tournament will be taking place tomorrow on Tuesday, so make sure you tune into that. We'll see you at KC Tools. And also, if anybody else is going to be at Kansas City for the major, let us know. We'll meet up. Say hi. I'll give you a hug if you want a hug. You know, ask first. I might awkwardly give a hug. I'm not great with them. Just saying. And then we'll fuck. No. 
No. No. Shit. All right. No. Too too far. I'm just I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. Okay. But no hugs consensually. If you want one, I'll gladly give one. Guys, we'll be back next week. To talk about whatever the fuck else is happening in this weird ass scene that we all love. But until then, uh, let's see. What else? Fuck it. That's all I got. Bye bye.